Disclaimer. What you are about to hear is a lot of gibberish, wrong information, and off-topic ranting. You have been warned. Lilo DiCaprio can play the killer. Michael B. Jordan to be Mrs. Star. Urge Jelly lose the smoke position. We about to talk about Bushy Pictures. Lilo DiCaprio can play the killer. Michael B. Jordan to be Mrs. Star. Urge Jelly lose the smoke position. We about to talk about Bushy Pictures. Welcome to the show. Your favorite actor. I say, uh, my favorite actor. Our favorite actor. actor. Take a sip of this black chair. Me smacking on that cookie just sounded (laughs) so loud. Anywho, you already know what that means. This is another episode of the Leo B. John Hall, whatchamacallit, the podcast where we're supposed to be talking about movies. But get off subject and get to talking about something else. But you can almost guarantee that we're going to try to maybe mention the individuals who make up the name of this here. John, you already know it is. It's your boy. It's your boy, Leo Archibald, a.k.a. Young Denzel, a.k.a. O'Shea Betts in the third, a.k.a. Slim Nady, a.k.a. Slim Pickens, a.k.a. Baby Nate, a.k.a. Young Caesar Christ, a.k.a. Young Robert Balmain Jr., it's your boy Belly Roland, Silk Pajamas, Nathless Burger, Navion Bell, Nantonio Brown, Nebron James, the Heisman winner himself, Naker Mayfield. I said Naker Mayfield. And Rolly Man. Prepare for the relaunch of all content on the great musical to co- coincide alongside. I don't know what I'm saying. Be ne- sit next to the Leo B. John Hall podcast. I couldn't think of the word. Why does it sound like we're so loud, but it is not picking up that loud on there? Check. I don't know, okay, let me see. Checkity check check. Let me let me turn on the headset. Turn up the mic volume. Hit us with the ill playback. Or I could go. Check, check. Joaquin Pennysworth, a.k.a. K. Pennysworth, a.k.a. Pusha K, a.k.a. Kayanya, Fix My Life, Van Zant, Kai Dolla Sign, uh, Book Engaging K, Young Black, Philip Kayanya, Taylor Joy, Fossil Man, The Fitbit Messiah, Terry Hightower, Chorus Kojo, Chadwick Flossman, Cool Breeze, Thug Apatow, Kingpin, Sweet lady, mm-hmm. would you be my sweet love for a lifetime? I'll be there when you need me. Just call and receive me. Did you see any movies since the last episode? Uh, we watched Ingrid Goes West, as well as seeing The Disaster Artist. All right, what did you think about Ingrid Goes West? I thought that was a great movie, uh, very entertaining. I liked seeing. I mean, it wasn't a stretch for Aubrey Plaza playing that role, because that's 
very similar to how she acts in general. Mm-hmm. I've seen her interviews and everything and her other roles. Well, that was a real good movie. Very disappointing in uh, O'Shea Jackson Jr.'s acting performance. <laughs> I, was like, oh. I know you really wasn't like very. You don't pop off of the screen early. But, uh, other than that, that was a good movie. I like the sort of twist that they had in it when she tried to uh, kill herself and then. She should have went ahead yeah, with it. And it still gave her the attention that she was seeking, anyways. Yeah, I thought that was a great movie. I enjoyed it. Yeah, from what I remember, that was a great movie. I'm probably going to. Get that on Blu-ray sometime in the near future. All right. So you saw The Disaster Artist. Yeah. I saw that as well. What did you think about it? Another great movie. Great spot-on performance from uh, James Franco. Uh, the whole cast was real good. It was entertaining uh, seeing the story of how the room was made, like actually on the screen and not through whether it's like documentaries or the book or anything. So that was super entertaining seeing that. Everybody who was in it was good. It had a whole bunch of cameos. You had Zach Afron and your, your girl Zoe Dooch. How you pronounce her name? She had the most subtle ca- uh, cameo. Uh-huh. They barely even showed her face. But you can hear her voice and that little glimpse of your face like, oh, yeah, that's her. Yeah, it's funny how they did that. But, yeah, that was a great movie. James Franco did a great job. Yeah, he, he killed that performance. Yeah. His his the only thing not spot on about his um, his accent just was the tone of his voice. But you can't change yeah. to get as high as Tommy Wiseau. Or I even yeah. pronounce his name. His voice was. But I thought it was dope at the end how they did the little side by side so you can nuts. see how close <laughs> their Some interpretation of them was, was exactly it. like. <laughs> that was funny. So just like. For people who haven't seen the movie, just to give you a little taste. And that movie, like, you really didn't have to see it to enjoy it. It's just like watching the story of this crazy movie being made yeah. with a little highlight reel of stuff. Uh, I will say that I I was hoping they was going to show, like, more reenactments of the movie being made. Because I thought it took, it took longer than I thought for them to actually get to shooting the movie in the movie. So, and I was like, this movie's only like a little more than an hour and a half. And then when they got to shoot, I was like, oh, we're not going to see as many, like, um, them shooting as many scenes as I would have thought. But the ones they did show were great. The 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 one they were showing in the trailers where he says, hi, Mark. <laughs> that was funny. Um, I would, uh, <laughs> Denny or whatever that kid's name is was getting approached by that thug. That was funny. Um, the scene with the mom or the the mom of his love interest in the movie, her basically talking about how her storyline never comes back up again. Yeah, that was in the movie. funny. Uh, just all that stuff was great. I enjoyed it. You know, um, it just gave you a little tidbit of information about how that set was crazy and ridiculous, and how he spent all that money on the movie. And I like the continued running, continue running joke they had in the movie about where he be getting all his money from. Yeah. <laughs> where is he actually from? How old is he? I thought that was funny. It just, I thought it was a great movie as well. James Franco killed it. All the and great directing. Mm-hmm, it the, was, I would say directorial debut, but 
He directed a couple <laughs> Lifetime movies. <laughs> yeah. He said he only regrets one of them. Oh, only one. That's that's pretty good. <laughs> I want to know how many acting jobs he regrets because <laughs> he's, he's done, done a lot. <laughs> but um, what else do I have in these here notes? Seth Rogen was good. He was funny. Dave Frankel did a good job. His real life wife, Allison Brie, Brie, she was cool for the part she was in. I like that little scene they added with Brian Cranston about. Uh, uh, in the middle. Yeah, even though that wasn't something that happened in real life, it was a little funny tidbit. What was her name? Uh, from Will and Grace. Oh, uh, Megan Mullally. Yeah, her part was funny at the beginning. Because anybody, if they would sing Tommy, pull up yeah. and pick it up, their young son, <laughs> that would look very odd. That's funny. <laughs> his audition, or his, uh, his, his, uh, his little monologue at their acting class at the beginning was funny. <laughs> it was just great. It just felt weird because, like, the scenes that he, they probably wanted to be serious, but it's hard to be serious with his accent. Yeah. Like, the crowd was just rolling at everything. Like, <laughs> I was trying not, I was just trying to, like, you know, be not trying to laugh at everything just <laughs> off his accent. But yeah. once they started laughing, I started laughing, and it was just hard to stop. Been just, <laughs> and it made me want to rewatch the room over again because just seeing the stuff brought back the memories of when I first saw the movie, like that little pillow fighting scene. Where he, <laughs> they just went upstairs. He randomly came, joined in that pillow fight. Was so bonkers. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> I was, was there's just so much of that movie that is just so crazy. Just so getting a little slight detail of like what was going on. In his head and why he did that. It's just it's just funny. So that's funny. I think uh, James Franco was saying that he was nervous for what Tommy Wiseau would think of the movie because the the book he was saying is uh, wasn't that accurate. And then James Franco said he adapted it straight from the book. And then Tommy said the movie by 99% accurate. Uh, yes. <laughs> He's complaining about uh, the lighting issue. And he has gl- <laughs> sunglasses. <laughs> what cracks me up is Greg wrote the, co-wrote the book. Mm-hmm. So that is clearly, weird. And they're friends. Yep, still friends. I let you know that Tommy is a very weird character. But uh, uh, in that movie, that is a tough movie. If, I, if it was any other person, I could see them being offended by it but they did their best job to make him seem like a sympathetic figure even though he's crazy because how they did it at the end everybody actually praising him for his the crappy movie that he made <laughs> how they spun that and added that part into the movie made it uh a lot better if they probably just would have showed him just getting disrespected and him and greg going their separate ways I didn't think that. That probably wouldn't have had the same hit and ended as well as this ending did. So I'm glad they went with that direction. Uh, but it was like it was a great movie. Um, James Franco killed it. Hope he gets some awards love. We're going to talk about some uh, award nominations that just got announced where you may or may not see the Disaster Artist nominated. But it's definitely worthy. But it's And if it does get nominated like at the Oscars and stuff, that'll be cool and weird because when you think of this movie it's so like goofy yeah but this is one of the ones if yeah. it wasn't funny it, this was one of the movies that would automatically get nominated mm-hmm. so 
it's going to be interesting to see how this plays off plays out throughout the this award season. There was a after credit scene. Yeah, I'm mad that I just didn't stay for it. <laughs> like this was a Marvel movie. <laughs> it was uh, uh, James Franco playing Tommy, and then Tommy playing another person. Their interaction at a party. It was funny. Yeah, I was reading about it. I'm going to have to say, were you from New Orleans? <laughs> when they heard the accent. <laughs> yeah, it was funny because like like in the interview he was talking about, and all those interviews, he kept referring to the fact that no one knows where Tommy got all the money for the budget for that yeah. ridiculously budgeted movie. We got a bigger budget than a lot of Bloomhouse movies. Uh-huh. Yeah, where, like, where his accent come from, where his age. So the fact that they kept, Playing with that joke throughout the whole movie was very reminiscent of like what they do in a lot of other their comedies. So I'm glad they took like how they make movies and added it to the uh, them adapting the book. So they merged those two styles very well. So that was cool to see. I want to. I'm gonna have to watch because Tommy Wiseau had a, a Hulu show. Oh gosh, that was his first thing since the room. Where's and- the? When is that movie him and Greg got coming out? Cause I remember just watching the trailer for it. I want to see. I want to see that if that's gonna be as. Show. He, uh, of course, writes, direct, producing, stars in. <laughs> what is that? I might have to watch that since your boy got Hulu now, thanks to one of my homies. This comes out next year. I should get a nice three thousand. Three thousand, yeah, three thousand theaters or something. <laughs> I wish he would have directed it. That would have made it real fire. <laughs> All right. Um, I watched one more movie. What's this? Uh-huh. Okay, mute my laptop because it wants to do things on its own. But I watched one uh, movie besides The Disaster Artist, and that was Justice League again. <laughs> <sighs> when you see it a second time, it really hits home that this movie is nothing special. It's just there. <laughs> Just sitting there like, I was kind of waiting for it to end. I was like, I don't really care about watching this again. It don't have that epicness that carries over to the second viewing. Mind you, I'm going to still buy it probably when it comes out. (laughs) But it's like, this movie just really is nothing special. And then uh, my brother noticed that for some reason Cyborg had on some uh, Under Armors, which looked like some Steph Curry's. How how does his feet fit in shoes? There was times where he wasn't walking around in shoes and decided, I'm going to put the sweatsuit on and some tennies. (laughs) That was weird. Hearing Batman joke like crazy was still weird. Yeah. Yeah, it just, it was was just like Wonder Woman was the only one who I genuinely, her and uh, the Flash, those characters were like the ones that seemed to genuinely try hard throughout the movie. (laughs) <laughs> Jason Momoa playing Aquaman was fine but it seemed like he was just like I'm gonna just go in there play it cool Ben Affleck was just told to tell jokes and he did everything else it was just it is what it is by now but when I was watching I was just thinking about the fact that this movie could have been completely different yeah alright I got a couple past episode reflections before we move on first up um, no, I'm not going to say this on there, but, uh, the <laughs> second one, I said the closest action movie that Leonardo DiCaprio did was probably Body of Lies, but that's probably, that's, that's I think that's a lie. I would probably say Inception is the closest action movie, and, just, but they're not it, closest yeah. to action. He closest is. Yeah, he ain't never did a so fisticuff boy, <laughs> type I of action movie. 
fighting in a movie. Yeah, the gangs gangs in New York. He did fight. Like, like, like there was one of the born movie. Yeah, and he never did one of those. But gangs in New York. If you haven't seen it out there, it's one of those old timey movies, like in an old city atmosphere. Two or these gangs going at it. So there's a big old brawl scene. I think at the end of the movie where it gets violent, but it's not like a straight gun, fist gun, fist yeah. gun type of action movie. And then, oh yeah, we were uh, talking about the 73 question videos that Michael B. Jordan did. And I kept calling it the 70 questions video. So, you know, <laughs> just three off. And that's all I have there. All right, you got a... I have no game prepared today. No, all right, no, no, something, something. Usually I do. All right, then that means we can get directly into these Golden Globe nominations. Did you see these already? I was looking at some of them earlier. I saw all the movie ones. Okay. Well, I'm about to quickly run through some uh, some of these, and then we could just. Talk about our thoughts. I'll just quickly say I was disappointed. Um, yeah, I was. <laughs> best motion picture we got, Call Me By Your Name. And this is for drama. Dunkirk, The Post, The Shape of Water, Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Have you seen any of these? <sighs> nope. I've seen only two. Shape of Water ain't out. Yeah, it's, it's limited. But I know. Right <laughs> I just hate when uh, they the be nominated in the public. Yeah, when the public don't be getting to see it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I only seen two of these movies. And we all know the Teen Choice Awards was the first to do that. <laughs> they have. The, <laughs> they nominated Amityville Horror, which is, is that out yet? Yeah. Okay. Well, it was nowhere near being out when that those are those are nominated. That, that came out at the that's a Weinstein film that came out right when his stuff happened. That's yeah. karma. Yeah, <laughs> that's what that movie gets for taking forever. Um, yeah, I only seen one of these, and I truly, really only like, or I only seen two of these. I truly only really like one of these, so I was disappointed in that. What? I, but I honestly can't think of another movie that should have went there. Drama. I mean, for me, I'd put Mother there, but I'm one of the 50% of the people in the world who actually really like that movie. I can't think of no... That ain't really like a drama year. All right, we got Best Performance by an Actress in a Motion Picture. Jessica okay. Chastain for Molly's Game. Ain't S- Sally Hawkins for The Shape of Water, where she plays a mute. Frances McDermott <laughs> for Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Meryl Street for The Post. I'm assuming she's getting it. Michelle Williams for All the Money in the World. They can't do Meryl Streep every year. <laughs> yeah, she's she automatically that's, has... That's crazy. Her name is stenciled into that category, and then they just put a different movie by it. It just doesn't matter what movie she does. Hey, so I've only seen one of these performances, and I thought one of them was really good. There's a bunch of old ladies, though, except yeah. for Michelle Williams. and I She guess. always nominated, too. Yeah, she's getting up there. Um... All right, best performance by an actor in a motion picture, Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> Wasn't he up for Spider Man? Because I'm not mistaken, he was in Interstellar, and I remember that. I thought that was a. Uh oh, I might be mixing up the white boys. What is that? White boys, what white boys. That? Yeah. <laughs> That's what's that dude's name? All right, let me look this up. All right, then we got Daniel Day-Lewis for The Phantom Thread, which I believe is his last movie. Tom Hanks in The Post. Gary Oldman in Darkest Hour. And Denzel Washington in Roman J. Israel Esquire. 
I've seen none of these. All right, best motion yeah, picture. I instantly forgot what the movie is called. For uh, yeah, that dude was in Kings of Summer. No, I don't know why I feel like I thought it was Asa Butterfield that was up for Spider Man. He was too, but I because I remember we was going over it, and I was like, I remember seeing that guy from that kid from Interstellar. I think yeah, he's from Interstellar. I don't know. None of y'all got it. Tom Holland did, so y'all yeah. suck. All right. Best motion picture for musical or comedy. We got The Disaster Artist, uh-huh. Get Out, The Greatest Showman, I, Tanya, and Lady Bird. If just because something's funny, it goes into comedy. Like, Get Out was funny. Yeah, they, I remember them talking about when they, when you, because Universal put them up for this category, yeah. not the drama category. Okay. So it was, it was weird. Like, that movie is weird to place, but I wouldn't call it, it a comedy. I don't I mean, know where to put it. It's a horror movie. It ain't I don't too what, funny. I don't know what Lady Bird is. Yeah, you've seen I, that, so you got I, the best judgment of that. I enjoyed that movie, and it was funny. I don't know if it was comedy. Uh, they need, see, that's why they shouldn't just have drama comedy. None of these. Obviously, Disaster Artist is real funny because of the subject matter and stuff. But that's not yeah, like no built legit. as a comedy. See, yeah, this is Get see, Out is obviously hilarious, but see, this a makes movie. this makes me mad. And I'm assume I Tanya is I, not, Tanya a is not funny. <laughs> I, I ain't seen it. I know it's not. I have to say the subject matter is not funny. It may have some humorous moments. And the greatest showman, I guess, I guess the automatic as the one musical that yeah. can, comes out this year. But this makes me mad. Like legit, actual funny comedies. Yeah, like y'all can put y'all can put a Marvel movie there. Thor was a comedy. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh, Guardians, Spider Man. Um, what else? Flatliners was laughable. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Logan was awful. I mean, oops, Logan was. Yes. <laughs> Logan was good enough to be in the drama category. Uh-huh. Um, people were mad that Wonder Woman didn't get, didn't get nominated. I'm not. <laughs> Just because Blade Runner did awful, it had to not get nominated. Hey, that's not his fault that yeah. they had that big old budget. <laughs> hey, uh, what, anything? A Mad Stronger didn't get nominated. I could have seen that. I'm definitely mad that Jake Gyllenhaal's performance didn't get nominated, but uh, we're about to get to that here soon. We got Best Performance by an Actress in a Motion Picture. Look at all these famous uh, comedians, uh, female comedians. Physical <laughs> comedy. We got Judy Dench and Victoria <laughs> and Abdul. That poster don't even look funny. <laughs> Helen Mirren and the Leisure Seeker. Helen Mirren wasn't funny in a movie, that I... except for uh, she was in uh, The Last Fast and Furious, wasn't she? Yes, or was that Glenn Close? I think it was Helen Mirren. Okay, yeah, she was funny. Margot Robbie and I, Tanya. I don't know if that was her. <laughs> I think it was the uh, the uh, Leprechaun for Lady Bird. She was funny. Yeah, and, nominate her for that. And Emma Stone for Battle of the Sexes. That's a comedy. It was. It was. It was funny. <laughs> I wouldn't call it a... It's just <laughs> one of those do, mixture movies. Like, old white people see movies, they laugh at it. That's a comedy, you know? Hey, see, but Emma, Emma Stone, she just has that name and, and now she where surely she has was, to get nominated. She, yeah, I would say she surely wasn't funny in this movie. Was she? No. I think the only funny little, person was Steve Carell because yeah. of all his sexist jokes. 
Alright, this is where we This is the money making category uh, This is tough Best you, got perf- some, <laughs> you got some legends Best performance <laughs> by an actor in a motion picture uh-huh. Musical or comedy Talk to We me. got Steve Carell for Battle of the Sexes okay. King Ansel Elgort For The Baby Driver He's like, I ain't getting the punishment <laughs> no more Yeah, he having a year He's having the best turnaround year Of all time in any he- form Or fashion yeah. If he would have gotten down for a Grammy <laughs> he might try to get the EGOT. The Elgort. <laughs> he gonna get an Emmy, a Latin Grammy, <laughs> a Grammy, uh, an Oscar, uh, a Razzie, and a Tony. <laughs> he could have definitely got the Razzie by now. <laughs> he gonna get an Elgort. He just gotta do a song with uh, the song that did the Deportes or whatever that song is with Justin Bieber. If he gets the Emmy, the Latin Grammy, the Grammy, the Oscar, the Razzie, the Tony. Name that after him. He gonna get the Elgort. I was looking at Donald Glover's uh, award history. I'm like, he could w- he's going to win a Grammy this year, uh-huh. unless they completely rob him of he, that. He has to figure out how to get a Tony. Yeah, it's the he. I can see him doing the stage because he's already got a Golden. Yeah, he been he had a wait no Golden Glow doesn't even matter, does it? Nope, he had a uh, Emmy way yeah. before even Atlanta and all that. And he could definitely win a. I don't know why I thought. Um, I was spelling EGOT with two G's. <laughs> but um, he got an Emmy for 30 Rock. And he won it. I think he won an Emmy for. Did he win an Emmy for Atlanta? Uh huh. Does it have to be him personally winning or does it have to just be something involved in? Because technically he's the producer, to just he runs the whole show, so it should count. I think so. Yeah, I think he, that counts. Then he could definitely win an Oscar in the future. He's going to win a Grammy. He just got hit the stage. Yep. He's probably already hit the stage before nobody knows. That's why I, I need to go to New York a little bit because a bunch of my favorite actors be doing stage plays that uh-huh. I don't know nothing about. All right, where was I? All right, so King Ansel for The Baby Driver, James Franco for The Disaster Artist, Dang. Hugh Jackman for The Greatest Showman, and Daniel Kaluuya for Get Out. That's a good category. A very good category. When we do our uh, Golden Globe predictions, it's going to be interesting to see which ones we choose for that's, this one. That's, I know they're going to make Ansel the odd man out. <laughs> What if, uh, what if he did stroll up there on that stage? And with one of them crazy suits yeah, on. he got to come. Supremes. He got to come suited and booted. A, couple, not a, a pair of off-white uh, <laughs> Jordan 1s. I don't want to see nothing that he got from Tokyo or wherever he was at. Yeah, he was there wilding. All right, here's this trash category. Best motion picture animated. We have the Always Boss trash. Baby. The Breadwinner. What is that? Coco Ferdinand. That ain't out yet. Nope. And Loving Vincent Good. What's that? Oops, I just added a title. It's Loving Vincent. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what animated movies came out this year besides Lego Batman, which got robbed? Lego uh, movies always getting robbed. Dang. It, y'all better put these nobody movies up in there. Golden Globe is where we're supposed to get the movies that people know or get Clearly, closest. Co- Coco about to win. Probably. Or, uh, what up? I mean, it's John Cena a- stars in Ferdinand. Okay, it's been a trash year for uh, animated movies, I guess. Where else are we at? Um, best motion picture. No, I don't care. Um, no foreign language. Best performance by an actress in a supporting role in any motion picture. We got Mary J. Blige from Mudbound. She Bound. must put on a show. They say she do a good job, but I don't know if I'll ever see it. Hong Chow for Downsizing. <laughs> Allison Janney for I, Tanya. Lori Metcalf yeah. for Lady Bird. She killed it. 
and Octavia Spencer for The Shape of Water. She's another one where if she's just a supporting actor yeah. and they're throwing her she's, in. The- she's the queen of supporting actors right now. All right, by performance by an actor in a supporting role in any motion picture, we got William Defoe for The Florida Project. I ain't seen it. Army Hammer for Call Me By Your Name. Ain't seen it. Richard Jenkins for The Shape of Water. Ain't seen it. This one gets me. Christopher Plummer for All the Money in the World. He, they just finished that movie. He had to come oh, in and yeah. replace Kevin Spacey. He shot that movie in a matter of days or weeks. That movie gonna be so, he must kill it then. If- yeah, that is, he was there, he was like, oh, we need to rush and get a replacement. Yeah. And he come in and get nominated. That's a... That kind of tells you some awards movies are placed and not earned. Yeah. And then Sam Rockwell for Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri, who he killed it. All right, we got Best Director for a Motion Picture. Guillermo del Toro for The Shape of Water. Martin McDonough. I don't know how to pronounce that name. Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Christopher Nolan for Dunkirk. Ridley Scott, All the Money in the World, Steven Spielberg for The Post. I feel like they just giving it to Ridley Scott because he was able to re-edit that movie if they, that fast. I thought for sure uh, Greta Gerwig was going to get nominated. Don't give, or what's it called? Patty Jenkins, the people probably mad that she didn't get Something. nominated. Dang, they ain't putting no ladies in there. Greta Gerwig made the... They racist. It's at 99% now, so it's no uh, longer yeah, there. So I don't, it ain't no really need for me to see it. Like, if it was, at a, see if it. was at a hundred. Then I'm like, that's outrageous. Yeah, 99. Jordan Poe got a 99. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot. Oh, it was that one little loser critic who just knocked him down a that bed. That dude must have done the same thing to Lady Bird then. Probably. Like, I don't like all this shine. I don't like that because they was bragging about how it was at 100%. I want them to go back and be like, it's not 100% yeah, no more. Take those uh, TV spots off. All right, speaking of Greta Gerwig, she's nominated for Best Screenplay for a Motion Picture along with Guillermo del Toro and Vanessa Taylor for The Shape of Water. Liz Hanna and Josh Singer for The Post. The Post, I know, is going to be like that other boring newspaper movie that came out about the little molesting priest. <laughs> Martin McDonough, Donna, Don, for Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri, and Aaron Sorkin for Molly's Game. Best Original Score for Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri, for The Shape oh, of Water. I nominated for two So there's only that many. Y'all can switch it up and put something else in there. Nah, they're like, oh, all One, these movies. Two, three movies don't have to have the nominations in every category. We got The Phantom Thread, The Post, and Dunkirk. I'll probably say Dunkirk just because of his little ticking watch that's going throughout the whole movie. All right, here's where we get. Here's the moneymakers. Best Original Song for Motion Picture. We got Home from Ferdinand. By Nick Jonas. <laughs> Mystic Rip. Nick, Nick Jonas could get nominated and could win an Oscar. And I haven't even heard the song. And I'm already going past Gone Globes. Yeah. I'm looking toward the Oscars. Nick Jonas nominated for Oscar in, and in Jumanji in the same year. You ain't going to be able to tell him nothing. <laughs> All right, we got Mystic or Mighty River for Mudbound by music by Rafael Sadiq, lyrics by Mary J. Blige. Um, we got Remember Me from Coco by some Lopez sisters and brother. <laughs> they the, have a big chance to win that, I'm assuming. The Star by Mariah Carey and This Is Me by somebody I don't know. Yeah, they could win too. So, they be done. after reading all those, what are your final thoughts on all that? I feel like there's some stuff missing, but... At the moment, without studying, I can't pinpoint. Yeah, I think it's trash. Very so let down somehow. I like that act that uh best that's actor crazy. in the comedy one. That's the one. 
And even the Best Actress one ain't too bad. Yeah, like Emma Stone was nominated. And Cersei Ronan was great in Lady Bird, so that's should, acceptable. I need to sing that song from uh, Saturday Night Live she did to remember her name. Because <laughs> I still don't remember how to say it. But, yeah, I'm mad. And I'm happy Lori Metcalf got nominated because that was one of the things that really jumped off when I was watching Lady Bird was her performance, was how great it was. That's good. Other than that. But, bunch uh, of movies I ain't never seen, and most a lot of them possibly I would ne- will never see. What's today's date? The 11th. Why does it say I'm getting a... Uh, my, my phone must be... What in the world? My phone must be doing some crazy stuff, because I'm, I'm getting saying, it, wouldn't let, it wouldn't let me send them little Romeo pictures. Either. Yeah, my phone... Yeah, this means I need to get a new phone. Um, Just real quick. I know there's a movie podcast about like TV shows too. Just <laughs> <laughs> best television drama, The Crown, Game of Thrones, Handmaid's Tale, Stranger Things, This Is Us. Best uh, performance by actress in television series. Don't know her name. Claire Foy, Maggie Gyllenhaal. Had to say that because that's the, one of the namesakes of the podcast. Catherine Langford, Elizabeth Moss, best performance by an actor in the drama. Jason Bateman, Sterling K. Brown, Freddie Highmore, and not for. Uh, Base Motel for the Good Doctor. Bob Odenkirk, <laughs> Lee Shriver. Wait, yeah, that's ridiculous. Because <laughs> he actually does a, he did a great job. I, he, jumped, he went to another TV show so fast. Yeah, because his look, he doesn't have a look to be in like movies and stuff or he's going to be typecasted <laughs> as a playing a weird character. I was watching the last episode of, ba- or last season of Base Motel. I was just sitting there thinking like, he's really killing this role and he never got like any love for it, which is weird. As well as a uh, Vera Farmiga, how do you pronounce her name? Best musical or comedy TV show: Blackish, The Marvelous Miss Maisel, Master None, Smith, Will and Grace. Will and Grace came back and Start- came back where it left off. But this makes me mad. Smilf is about five episodes. Ago. Yeah, my that show is good. I wouldn't say it's hilarious. <laughs> it's good. And even though this season of Will and Grace is very funny. <laughs> It's only been back for like five episodes. Let these other seasons or other shows who've been cooking for whole seasons get some love. Best performance by actress, Pamela Atwan, uh, Allison Brie, Rachel Bross or whatever, Issa Rae, Frankie Shaw from Smooth. Best performance by actor in a musical comedy, Anthony Anderson, Aziz Ansari, Kevin Bacon, William H. Macy, Eric McCormick, of course. <laughs> only one from the show. Now is Eric McCormick... He's a straight one in real He's life. He's a straight one in real life. Yeah, He's gay on the show. show. Jack. Uh, Jack is Sean Hayes. Sean Hayes is... He's Jack and he is actually gay. And but how come he kind of seems like he ain't gay in real life? He's super gay on the show. <laughs> and so it's funny because usually that's the case. It's the ones who are super gay on the show who are straight in real life, yeah. i.e. Modern Family. Yeah, because the one that's less gay on the show is... Actually real gay. gay in real life. So he one. plays it like a normal gay person, yeah. not a stereotype gay person. <laughs> uh, best television limited series, the most producer made for television, Brig of Little Lies, Fargo, Feud, Feud, The Center, Top of the Lake, China Girl. I ain't never heard of that. I'm going with Big Little Lies because this season of Fargo was disappointing <laughs> and The Center was good, but Big Little Lies got Shailene Willie and now the season was good. The best performance by actress in the limited series of motion picture, Jessica Bill, Nicole Kidman, Jessica Lange, 
Suzanne Sarandon, Reese Witherspoon. Jessica Bill deserved that. Absolutely, two shows, only two, or two, yeah, two shows, shows nominated with four people. <laughs> I'll give that to Jessica Bill, though, because she played a psycho on that show. Best performance by an actor in a limited se- series or motion picture. You got Robert De Niro, Jude Law, Kyle MacLachlan, Ian McGregor, and Jeffrey Rush. Ian McGregor, because he played two different roles. <laughs> Best performance by an actress in a supporting That's too many. Laura Dern and Doubt. Shout out to Chrissy Metz, Michelle Pfeiffer, Shane Lee Woodley. Dang. If she wins, she gonna, they gonna, when she walk by everybody, they gonna catch a whiff of that armpit stank she got. <laughs> if Chrissy Metz win, they gonna have to do the... What are they gonna do? <laughs> if she's not in the front row, and that's still gonna be difficult, but if she's further back, crane her up. <laughs> sit, her, <laughs> sit. Sit her into the wheelchair. I was just gonna say people gonna have to really scoot their chairs in. <laughs> oh yeah, that's Golden Gloves where they got the tables. Uh-huh. Excuse me. Like, Excuse can me. Can you just scoot up Excuse some more? Just, just a push just a, chair in. Just a, I'm just all the way little, at the table. <laughs> my chest is touching my drink. <laughs> Shout out to Chrissy Messer. Yeah. Oh, great she's, actress. She's probably lost a lot of weight since the last time we've seen her. I saw that commercial for the show. Unless she lost the weight after that season was finished, because you have you okay. I know you haven't seen um, Florida Bama Shore yet, but I don't know if you noticed the sloppy one on there. <laughs> she's the the slightly uh, she's probably the chubbiest one on there. Her name is like what is her name? I don't know, but you see on the show, you're like ugh. You see her in real life now, she's still ugh, but she done lost so much nice. weight. I'm like, when did y'all shoot this? Two summers ago? That's crazy. I'm like, man, her, you can see her jaw bones now and everything. <laughs> this is nuts. Yep, that's it. All right, so before we move on, you said you can't think of nobody you would put in. What are your final thoughts as a whole on these nominees? It's not spectacular. It's disappointing as far as not seeing... Because some of the popular movies this year are actually worthy of being nominated, as opposed to like some other years where, you know, they ain't gonna nominate Fast and Furious or not. Performance. I don't. I don't care. I think it was him they were referring to. That would also make sense because they said nothing about him voicing Detective Pikachu. He would just be playing him, or it could be somebody else. But. What what is what's going on here? First of all, we lost about six minutes of audio somewhere. <laughs> oh well, I'm not even going to attempt to think of what we what part we lost. How far back was it? Uh, about 37 minute mark, and we just hit the 44. Oh, it was definitely during the Golden Globe segment. I think we got through all of the reading it that after talking part. Oh well, yep. y'all miss y'all miss some uh, y'all miss some, some gems, gems, I guess. <laughs> Maybe they did they not catch me talking about Chrissy Mets. <laughs> yeah, probably all that body shaming. And we was dang, doing. it cut my thing off. I said something mean. <laughs> See, God don't like ugly. I said something mean. Hey, he stopped just, the podcast from recording. It was all jokes. Dang, it was good jokes too. We was talking about. Now I recorded the snubs for it, so I don't know what it missed. Yeah, I guess we got. I guess well, we I, talked about the movies. I ah, would do this again. <laughs> It'll be the, literally the same. <laughs> yeah, when we do the when we do the nominees again. But uh, all right. So 
what's going on with this uh, Ryan Reynolds playing Detective Pikachu? Because I was surprised when I saw that. For one, the fact that they really are going hard to make a Detective Pikachu movie when, uh, can we get a Pokemon movie? Granted, that's a little harder probably, but still. What is Detective Pikachu? Something they just wanted to... (laughs) I keep reading about it, and I keep reading what the movie's about, and I still don't understand what Detective Pikachu is. They wanted to make a detective, Detective movie with Pikachu. Is Detective Pikachu does is he gonna have a hat and coat on? Uh, yes. <laughs> have you, let me is, pull up some. Is he going to be speaking English? Now that's something that's just come to the forefront in recent times yeah. with that new reboot sequel Japanese Pokemon movie that they put out where they start the whole series all over, and then at the end of that movie where they having a bonding moment, Pikachu talks. Does Ash die in that movie? <laughs> I, I'm not sure. I read somewhere that he died. Huh. Uh, but I'm not too sure if I read it correctly. No, this Detective Pikachu was something that they did in uh, Japan because it came out, uh, came out as a video game. I think we had it here, too, as a video game. And then they made, like, uh, I think they, was it just a game? I believe it was just a game. How is Detective? How is Pikachu a detective? Yep, it was just a game. They're making a movie based on this game. Uh, but yep. And yes, he. I've meant to bring up a picture. I want to know how he's a detective. I have no clue. That's making me want to go get the game. It came out uh, last year. Cause okay. I remember, I remember seeing all these pictures of Detective Pikachu and thinking it was weird, but. Because Pokemon has been deep, been out for 20-something years. Certain spinoffs is regular. But when it hasn't been introduced to live-action film yet, and y'all starting off with Detective Pikachu and Ryan Reynolds playing him at that. Y'all got a star to play What is he going to do? And I read that, uh, where is this at? Uh, Other uh, actors that was considered uh, for the role was The Rock, Marky Mark, and Hugh Jackman. So apparently Pikachu has to be uh, <laughs> in great fighting shape. That's they're serious that about this movie. Action heroes. They are serious. They, their four choices were all action heroes. I cannot wait to see the trailer for this movie. Yeah, if it gets made. And then when they was coming up with the potential directors, uh, Dan Israelite, Robert Rodriguez. I could kind of see him. He did. It'd be very weird. Uh, Tim Miller. Yeah. It, wait. No, him and Ryan Reynolds ain't cool no more. Yeah. I don't care what they say. It's, he so he's playing because obviously he's not playing the lead human because that's a uh, Justice Smith, and then the female lead is Catherine Newton. So they have Ryan Reynolds playing Pikachu. Now Pikachu's voice is Ryan Reynolds is like if he's t- <laughs> one. Is Ryan Reynolds going to do all the Pika and stuff? Because that's, that's weird. Picture not grown a man. In that's the... why he has to be speaking English. Please, let me... if, it, if it was Vin Diesel, no, I would believe Vin Diesel. Yeah, Vin Diesel knows what. Why Vin Diesel Pikachu? <laughs> that's perfect. That come natural. He's yeah. been doing animated features, getting yeah. nominated for awards from back in uh, Iron, Iron Giant. Giant. He's a voice now actor. Now is he playing Iron Giant and Ready Player One? Probably not. He should. Yeah. Get that extra check. That'd be sweet. But 
Ryan Reynolds is going to do live action Pikachu. I so Pikachu is a giant then. They I mean, of course he could play small, but I just I can't imagine Ryan Reynolds playing Pikachu size Pikachu, saying Pika. Like you don't need to get a great actor to do that. This is weird. Yeah, I cannot wait till we get more on this movie because uh, this I'm is crazy. To pull up some footage from the game. For one, they done made this game very mysterious when I then had heard about it. <laughs> Took all the videos off of YouTube. This is going to be very, very, very interesting. I just when All I, I typed in was D-E-T on YouTube and Detective Pikachu came right up. Everybody <laughs> looking up Detective Pikachu. Like, what is this? And why would they make Pikachu a detective? What about him made him like he is a good detective? He got solved some mysteries. What in the world? And there ain't no Ash. So who's who's this person? He just gonna let Pikachu run free. They must have been like, this game is fire. Let's make a. That is just ad. Let me read that real quick. This is this is very crazy. I just I'm, I don't. I just need to see a picture. I need to see. I need to get more info. Picture, some scenes, something. Cause I was I when I saw Ryan Rose was playing Detective Pikachu, my jaw dropped. Pull up a little. Right, we're looking at a very Asian trailer of Detective Pikachu. Hey, right, so there, regular old Pikachu in the kitchen eating apple. Him and Ash. Then I don't know what this transition is. Pikachu, you got the cap on, sitting in the car. He's like. He gave me a hat. I'm a detective now. Car accident. Oh, Ryan Reynolds is talking, bro. <laughs> this looks crazy. Is this going to be like Garfield? <laughs> Where nobody can understand him. Wait, could people understand Garfield? Thanks. I can't remember. But he's going to have this bad attitude. Turn <laughs> Pikachu from like a cute little animal to basically. Why is Seth MacFarlane doing this then? Yes. Seth MacFarlane busy, you know, creating a hit television show called yeah. The Royal. So, again, for people who are not completely familiar with Pokemon, but they know who Pikachu is, when they go see this, they're not going to understand that Pikachu isn't a talking detective in regular Pokemon. They're going to explain the Pokemon world at the very beginning of it. They're going to explain this car crash that turned him into a detective. All he did was... he. That's dashed. how he turned into a detective? That's what it looked like from what we just watched. Oh, my God. This, this movie has a lot of question marks. Make a Pokemon movie. I never thought it was getting made. I don't care all the announcements they was making, but when I saw Ryan Reynolds... I was like, oh, this is getting serious. So, Detective Pikachu is definitely going to be on my list of movies to pay attention to from here until it comes out, because this is crazy. All right, moving on. The Spider-Man Into Spider-Verse trailer dropped this week. It's the animated Spider-Man movie that is dropping with Sony, with Miles Morales, as the Spider-Man. They put the Black Spider-Man in the animated movies. So we watched that together. What was your thoughts on the trailer? It looked real cool until 
Yes, I thought it looked real good, and obviously this is early animation for it, so that's cool. Now, the concept of the movie, I'm not quite sure yet, but obviously it makes sense to do something completely different from the three different movie series we done got. Yeah, the animation definitely stood out. It looked really, it looked, for a movie that doesn't come out to literally a year from now, they showed a lot, and it looked like it was done very well. It's Chris Lord and Phil Miller are the ones behind it. Mahershala Ali is in the joint. Uh, Shakish, what's his name? Shakif uh, Moore. Malcolm from Dope. Yeah. Uh, so get down. So everybody behind it is great. The animation looks better than I expected. It uh-huh. it almost doesn't look like typical animation. I don't know how to describe it, but it looks it looks awesome. It's just it's by Sony, and if Sony's doing it by themselves. <laughs> Something fishy has to be going on behind it until otherwise. Yeah. But off rip, what we've seen from this little teaser trailer was dope. Uh-huh. I'm definitely looking forward to it and more excited about it than I originally was. Yeah, I'm just so, so surprised that they came out with it so early. And the title is trash, though. Spider-Man yeah. Into the Spider-Verse? That better have something to do with the movie. There better be some Spider-Verse-y inside the movie. Because other than that... The movie is gar or the title is garbage. I'm just glad they didn't go with animated Spider-Man movie, <laughs> like was rumored at first. But yeah, so if you haven't seen that trailer, look it up, check it out, see some amazing visuals, see Spider-Man being black too. So that's a plus. All right, so I think a couple episodes ago, I don't know if it was last episode or a couple ago, we talked about the Jumanji early reviews. We got, mm-hmm. some, we got some updated reviews for okay. you before the movie drops in a couple of weeks. So, some more Jumanji review reaction are saying the movie as, or these reviews as a whole are saying, it's a fun but bland video game movie. So Where's these video game <laughs> Because there's a video game in the movie? <laughs> these reviews are taking a... Just taking a step back from the last one we read, because the last one we read was all good, uh-huh. which is usually the case with movies. The people who see them, they only say something if it's good, and they're very general about it. But now we're starting to get closer to the release, and things are tar- starting to take a slight <laughs> step back. But anyways, let me read a couple. First up, somebody from Entertainment Weekly said, The underlying message of the film is that you can't judge a book by its cover. That these reluctant partners have to work through their differences and become a team. It's hard to argue with some argue with something as well intentioned as that, but it's fairly banal. I don't know these small big words and nothing you <laughs> haven't seen a thousand times before, minus the giant CGI hippos and marauding elephants. Whenever the movie tiptoes up to actually being deeper and funnier and more clever than that, it seems to lose its nerve and doubles down. On unveiled. Oh my! I don't like these <laughs> two smart people. Anyways, Welcome to the Jungle isn't a bad movie. It's diverting, mildly amusing, competent bit of big budget studio product, and maybe those are the stakes we're now playing for these days. But in the process, it manages to pull off something I once would have thought was impossible. It makes the original Jumanji look like a beloved cinema classic. So so they got a nice jab in at the original Jumanji at the end of that. (laughs) Somebody at Variety said, excitement, suspense, Uh childlike innocence, Uh ingeniously staged action set pieces. 
These are a few of the things you will not find anywhere in Jumanji. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the jungle. The one performer in the film who establishes his own relaxed rhythm and stays in it is Golden Globe nominee himself, Nick, Nick Jonas, Jonas. <laughs> proving once again that he's got quick draw act, act, acting chops. <laughs> Hey, get him, Nick Jonas. Dang. Of all them actors, <laughs> Nick Jonas is the, the one. Is the standout. The movie has snakes and a crocodile pit and a scorpion slithering out of Bobby. How do you pronounce his name? Cannavale? Can- uh, Cannavale. Cannavale's mouth. It's supposed to be a board game come to life, but really it's just a board game. Oh. Word play is sick from Owen <laughs> Gleberman. <laughs> That was a whack punchline. <laughs> Dang. And this is not a board game come to life. It's a video game yeah, in the, the movie. The original was a board game. Yeah. And the original was also very good. Somebody from The Rap said, as premises for a combination sequel re- reboot reboot to a 1995 Avenger Jumanji go, it's the sort of thing that could fail very badly. Happy news, then. Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle is the Christmas tempo release that aims to phase and succeeds a funny family entertainment product that subverts more expectations than it was obligated to contractually. That statement just sounds ridiculous. You could dumb it down and say it in a lot easier way. (laughs) Next up, we got Joe DeFore from THR. Uh Stepping far enough away from Chris Van Alsberg's 1981 children's book, Jumanji, to appeal to older kids while remaining just connected enough to justify and keeping the name Jack Kasdan's Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, reimages the book Magic Board Game Conceit. I need to go back to school for the era of video games by transforming its teen heroes into adult avatars. This outing both gets beyond the discomfort of throwing small kids into peril. A compliment some critics made against Joe Johnson, Johnston's 1995 adaptation starring the late Robin Williams and finds its way to milk a talented crew of A-list grownups top lined by Dwayne Johnson and Kevin Hart, who are having some funny Instagram moments for comic value. Young audiences should enjoy the body swap adventure, which has a which has a few dopey moments, but in general is funny enough for their parents to enjoy as well. Uh, Let me see if I can find one that just completely bashes this movie. Um, <laughs> nope, not that one. Mostly doesn't feel such a nice balance. Nope. All right, so basically they're all saying the same thing. So quickly. With these movies, these reviews constantly taking a step back from where we've seen before. Are you expecting good things from this movie? Have you come full circle? Nah, I wasn't expecting good things from Jump. When the trailer came came out, I admitted that it looked funny, but they didn't have to use the Jumanji name. And then watching the press release, obviously, Jack Black, Dwayne Johnson, Kevin Hart are all super funny and they got chemistry. So then that makes you feel like, yeah, I want to see this movie. But then here in the reviews, it takes me back to what I originally thought, that this movie was going to be bad, and it's looking like it's going to end up being that, unfortunately. I want, this ain't like a DC movie where I'd be wanting it to kind of fail. <laughs> I would like for this to be good. I don't have nothing against any anybody, but I just know what's going to happen with this. Yeah, this is. Rock doesn't make everything good. I wasn't even completely satisfied with the trailer for Rampage. That video game is fun. That this movie, movie doesn't look that fun. That movie's going to be trash. I am calling it now. Why would they not... If it, if they're going to make a bad movie, 
Make it look like the unrealistic, crazy video game where they got where the giant monkeys and alligators and, and uh, wolf got everything, and they got pants on. <laughs> <laughs> Do it like that. They got pants and a boat on. I like that version. They should have, and they should have made this a real expensive movie where they really are destroying uh, landmarks. There's all no over. rhyme, no rhyme or reason in the game. Yeah, and they and there's and also no big old rock in yeah. the game. He should have been playing the gorilla. Yeah, he needs to do motion capture as one of those big, those big things. But yeah, it should have just been him following them all across the country, destroying uh-huh. different monuments, and finally stopping them when he gets to some. Yeah, should have just made him a cameraman. Yeah, <laughs> a first, this is our first person movie. Just watching destruction. That'll be. That ain't that gonna be the new Cloverfield? They could have did it, but they too scared to spend all that money on that type of stuff. All right, but uh, to end it off, me personally, I think the movie. Will be some sort of funny, but I'm gonna see. I definitely expect to see mad flaws and these updated reviews just kind of <laughs> shoo in on that. But yeah. hopefully, I walk out saying it was funny. I didn't expect that's it to be great. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna assume it's gonna happen. Also, you, we all gonna walk out saying Nick Jonas bodied it. Um, he looked like he fit that road just from the trailers. He looks like he could play a young uh, Indiana Jones. Nick Jonas Indiana Jones movie would feel crazy. This looks like it's a spinoff of Indiana Jones. It looks uh, like something. Indiana Jones gets trapped in a Jumanji video game, and that's a reveal the at the end that, of the movie. How would he have found that? I don't know. In one of them little crates <laughs> that he always be in the crate room in the, in the movie. crate room. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, what's this guy? He sets it up because some mm-hmm. even Indiana Jones needs some free time. Yeah, he got to get sucked into the game. <laughs> <laughs> and then he finds them after he's been there for years. They don't tell you to at the end of the movie that is Indiana Jones. The mm-hmm. crowd goes, <gasps> and then we, get a, really... <laughs> then we get a, a, a it, updated version of Indiana Jones yeah. in a few years, starring Nick Jonas. If Shia LaBeouf was still the man we all knew and loved, <sighs> he would have been up in this Jumanji movie. Man, he would have been doing a lot of stuff. Well, let's first let's get him back in Transformers. I want Shia back to normal. Yeah, it's you always the great little, ones. That these go little crazy. art movies give me some uh, another uh, eagle eye. In, uh, yeah, or a Disturbia. Dystopia. I almost called it Dystopia. <laughs> hey, give us something good and funny. All right. Holes too. He goes back to prison and got to dig bigger circles. <laughs> <laughs> he should reboot Holes. That would be making a series. If starring uh, Ansel. For his age, wouldn't <laughs> he plays one of them? Yeah. Not Shia LaBeouf's, hey. not Stanley Yelnats. You can even bring uh, Zero back. Uh, Bow Wow's friend. He's not doing nothing. He's you can bring Bow Wow. That would just break. The name Bow Wow brings anything down. Fast uh, and Furious with Bow Wow. Uh, don't even think about being Romeo back, Mister. And I keep the. <laughs> Yeah. And I keep the racket. Call me tennis. Just call me tennis. <laughs> Romeo, you are whack. He said, <laughs> call me tennis. And I keep I the racket. I that verse again. That verse was terrible. It was a joke verse. It had to be. There's no way somebody took that seriously when he stepped in the booth. the racket. Call God. me tennis. How he delivered every line was too confident. <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, man. So I finally watched that episode of the challenge. 
Oh, yeah, he was bugging. That's crazy. <laughs> I would never let Romeo talk to me like that. <laughs> like, what is your problem? Zach stood there. He should have stood up to that bodyguard. And if I did elbow him in the face, <laughs> what are you going to do? He really stood down and then talked tough on that. <laughs> that was Romeo. He brought his bodyguard because he thought he got elbowed in the face on purpose. He said the only reason he didn't do something was because Wes yeah, told him it was an That's sad when Wes has to be the, the <laughs> mediator. Wow, Romeo. <laughs> and then once again, they didn't give Riff Raff his way. So nope. he didn't show up. <laughs> he went to a party. <laughs> T.O. quit. Yeah, T.O. is... He has some issues. I'm, I'm glad he quit. You should have never been on the show in the first yeah. place. You're too great for this, no matter how broke you are. Yeah, he don't fit. Hey, he you already look get, right. You're already getting shunned by the Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's crazy. You don't got to stoop this low to getting... Uh, Having to talk crazy to, like, the C.T.'s and the Johnny <laughs> Bennett. He let C.T. get under his skin. That's sad. But you letting Johnny Banana be the mediator? I don't, ever since him and them got mature, everybody want to be mature now. And this is looking crazy. <laughs> Dang. But all right, before we... And he needed to... If he was going to leave, he should have left when Johnny Bananas caught him. And the, <laughs> had the speed enough to catch Yeah, that was sad. That, when I saw that, I was like, oh, this is sad. This is pathetic. <laughs> and then was smoking, uh, smoking him. That was just ridiculous. But all right, before we move on to the punishment segment... We want to switch gears and go the opposite of the reviews for Jumanji. And let's look at some early reviews for Star Wars The Last Jedi. The resounding thought of these reviews is an emotional, jaw-dropping sequel. So we're getting nothing but greatness. Here's Here's a couple of tweets. There aren't enough words to express how much I love Star Wars The Last Jedi. It is mind blowing. I'm in geek heaven. Somebody else said, Star Wars The Last Jedi is so very different, exciting, surprising, so many emotions, so many amazing moments, stay away from spoilers. Another person said, Star Wars The Last Jedi floored me. Ryan Johnson and the team nailed so much thrills, laughs, hearts, most of all, pushing the characters overall, pushing the characters overall franchise a major step forward. Some really rich material to explore in the future. Can't wait for more. Somebody else went, Star Wars The Last Jedi is, Jedi is everything. Intense, funny, emotional, exciting. It's jam-packed with absolutely jaw-dropping moments. And I loved it so, so much. I'm still shaking. Somebody mm. else went. Uh, impressed with Star Wars The Last Jedi. It makes some big, impressive, and surprising moves that I definitely didn't expect. Not all of the plot stuff is exactly perfect, but the character work is once again fantastic, and it's just amazing to see Luke Skywalker back in action. And the last one I'll read is... To clarify, I like The Last Jedi very much. I just didn't love it. That's some great Star Wars moments, but it's too slow. It's too long. And it doesn't take any chances. It's all from very familiar, which should make diehard fans happy, I guess. So he completely contradicted what everybody said. Mm. They were they act like this two hours and thirty one <laughs> minute spectacle was an on edge of your seat yeah. type of joint with many surprises. He was like, nah, fam, it's too slow and there ain't no surprises, so Believe who you want, but do you think the movie will actually turn out to be as great as it or these reviews are saying? Because it comes out this Friday. I think it could possibly have both of us like end up being just as great as they're saying. With it could possibly be slow or something, but I think it's gonna be great. It looks great. They came up 
what even though it's still all you know Star Warsy like nothing that you don't expect, it still has enough intrigue and mystery to it that makes it an even more must see movie. So I'm excited to see it. I'm gonna be a little uh, distracted because I'm gonna be bumping that revival. Yes. Come out. You think it's gonna be better than Force Awakens? Uh, it could technically be better, but obviously the impact of Force Awakens, waiting all those years, and then, and especially coming off of the the prequel series, and then to see that that was a great movie, uh, had a bigger impact. But this one could be better. Yeah, it's gonna and be we get interesting. To see how the movie come out when uh, Daisy Ridley and John Boyega made more money on it. Because, you know, the first one, they made a couple thousand. They probably barely made it. They probably signed a just rude yeah. contract for these three movies. <laughs> but it's going to be interesting. I definitely see this being great. These are these are some good reviews. I like to see these type of reviews before I see great movies, especially great movies with a lot of hype. So we'll definitely see, hopefully, by next episode i better see it before we do the next episode or i will be <laughs> shoot myself um all right so moving on to the punishment segment you got anybody you want to nominate nope all right i was gonna nominate dc as a hoe because oh yeah let me read s- something else from them where's that uh dc Oh, we're doing something super entertaining. All right, so apparently uh, DC is planning to restructure their their film division. Uh-huh. And then also rumors after that came out came out saying that they also plan on not changing up their film schedule. So yeah, all the movies that you heard, they, they plan on releasing But here's a quote from Warner Brothers Pictures Group President Toby Emmerich. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not reading that quote. Basically, what they're saying is... DC will no longer be just a film division in Warner Brothers. They will merge with Warner Brothers. So like how Marvel has its own division inside of Disney, Uh DC will no longer have that inside of Warner Brothers. The head of that right now, which is John Berg, will move and become just a studio producer alongside Roy Lee, who produced It. So that kind of sounds like... So these are just going to be Warner Brothers, like not no... That's apparently what they're saying. Why? And so then that's basically being like the Warner Brother universe. So we could see uh Practically Pennywise and <laughs> That would be I'm, as the Joker. Mm. <laughs> Ain't much. Uh-huh. All right. Here's a let me just read you this weird paragraph. <laughs> Warner Brothers reportedly doesn't consider Justice League a failure, however, uh-huh. as it successfully introduced audiences to Ezra Miller's The Flash and Jason Momoa's Aquaman, both both of which have their own films in the work. Uh, the Aquaman the Aquaman solo film is set to arrive in theaters December 21st, 2018, while the Flash movie will reportedly bring Wonder Woman, Aquaman, and Ben Affleck's Batman back together for an adaption of the Flashpoint 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 storyline. <laughs> Affleck, however, is not expected to star in director Matt Reeves' upcoming Batman feature film, which will reportedly have all new talent. That's how they decided to just tell us, oh yeah, Batman probably ain't gonna be in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> so, quickly, so before we actually move on to the punishments segment, if Batman stars in Flashpoint, or Ben Affleck stars as Batman in Flashpoint, <laughs> but there's a different person playing Batman in Matt Reeves' movie, 
is this another sign that they need to just cut ties with this whole DC war world and just either make solo films or start all over? That's, that's what, confusing. That's that's very confusing, and it seems like they're just making solo movies then, or doing some. They're just doing anything, doing solo <laughs> connection stuff. There's no rhyme or reason to their projects. They oh need God. to. They don't. They can literally take a day to just stop. You see, race stuff. Do it one by one. That's all. It, they they like rushing. That's all it takes is. All right, let's go. I'll go in the room. Let's get our best people. Sit this, down. This pull is up like, Marvel's formula, and we start from top. So, so they had to have told Matt Reeves when he took the job. I'm assuming that they want this to be in their universe. Matt Reeves must have told him, "All right, I hear you. I'm gonna still do what I want though. Once I sign this contract, yeah. that's like say in Marvel, the people who are directing Captain Marvel." They came in with the idea that Captain Marvel was going to be a part of the the MCU. Yeah. And then as they start to develop the movie, they're like, how about we just, uh, you know, not even, no, not that. Let's say um, for Thor. So you already got two Thor movies in the, in the bag. <laughs> and you want to make another one. So Taiki Watiki, whatever his name is, <laughs> he comes in. You're like, I want to I recast Chris Hemsworth yeah. story. Would y'all mind doing that? And I just want to take it out the world completely. I just I've already have a set in stone character Thor in the Avengers movie is two solo yeah. joints. That's crazy. Like, I mean, act like is very thankful for that, but yeah, he doesn't want to do this. He was like, he's glad, <laughs> but this just the whole world is Yo, done in the in the lazy attempt that y'all did with Justice League, just even... Oh, my gosh. I can't even... It's unbelievable that there was a Justice League movie this year. And it had no Avengers impact. <laughs> I can't even formulate my thoughts correctly because all this stuff is just mind-boggling. They could really take a couple days, take a little week off, and work on this and get it back right. They need to just start fresh at the top of the year. Yep. They need to go back, re-edit Aquaman, and, and take out all the yeah. Justice League references and make it a solo joint. That's what they really... A one-off. They could do Wonder Woman 2 and act like none of that other stuff happened, but keep it still Gal Gadot. Yeah. Keep it still going off of that and then start from there. And it'll That's make what sense. they really should do. Let that be the starting point and just go from there. And even there. if you feel like you have to keep everybody but Ben like y'all can still do that. Man, the new Superman movie, y'all could... Y'all just eliminate Batman versus Superman. Man of Steel can stay. So then it's Man of Steel too. Uh, I don't even trust them if they let Man of Steel stay. Yeah. If y'all starting over, start over from scratch besides Wonder Woman. Yep. I'm fine with Ezra being gone. Change the Flash costume. Oh my gosh. Uh, new Superman. Just... I don't know who would play Superman. Like Any... Ansel. <laughs> <laughs> See it. Just picture an Ansel getting super buff for a role. Like he needs to do that. It's going to be time soon. If he's he taking his career serious. He I feel like just, he just slowly does his movies. He would have to really ingest some uh, Waze protein or whatever that thing is called <laughs> to even get slightly buff. All right, back to this punishment segment. You said you have nobody you want to nominate? Nah. I have somebody I want to nominate besides DC. And his name is Brian Singer. And I'm trying to find this... Uh, this encounter that, what is this guy's name? 
Cesar Sanchez Guzman, who is, where is he at? He has filed a lawsuit this week claiming the Hollywood director and producer Brian Singer raped him when he was 17 years <laughs> old Dang, in 2003. <laughs> uh, said in an interview Friday that the fear of being outed as gay kept that kept the then high school student from reporting the attack to police. He's now 31 years old. Now let me see if I can find the account. Um, keep scrolling. Just keep scrolling. Right, here's, um, let me just read this whole thing. Sanchez Guzman, now 31, also alleged that Singer boasted of being powerful in the film industry and warned, warned him against reporting the rape. Mind you, around this time, Singer did uh, two X-Men movies and mm-hmm. did Superman. <laughs> uh, what was that Superman called? Superman, Superman Boring? Okay. Um <laughs> Sanchez Guzman was quoted as saying he smirked and uh-huh. said, if I say anything, he was very popular and could basically ruin my reputation. He then filed a suit in Washington State Court on Thursday, alleging that Singer forced him to engage in oral activity and then raped uh-huh. him at a party on a yacht 14 years ago. Okay. Um, where else? Cesar Gu- Sanchez Guzman apparently claims that he did not remember the alleged incident from 2003 until now, Singer's attorney says. Uh, where else? I'm trying to get just a detailed thing before this man gets put on punishment. Looking for it there. Sanchez Guzman said that he and his family had moved to Seattle area the year before. I was finding myself having just recently come out of the closet to my friends. He said, and began attending parties popular with other young gay men thrown by a local tech investor. Um, okay. Sanchez Guzman said he did not know anything about Singer, who he said introduced himself on the ship and was very flirtatious until after the <laughs> alleged attack occurred. He said that Singer offered to give him a tour of the yacht and led him to, led him to a small room down a corridor. The legal complaint says that Singer thrust his body on Sanchez Guzman, forced him to the floor, and forced him to engage in oral activity. (laughs) Singer then raped Sanchez Guzman while the high school student pleaded for him to stop. Afterwards, Sanchez Guzman says Singer approached him on the yacht and both both threatened and conjoled him. With the with his power in Hollywood, if you ever want to get into Hollywood, I could help you, Sanchez Guzman said. Singer told him. Though Sanchez Guzman said he did have dreams of being an actor, learning that Singer was powerful in the industry was more of a push for me not to pursue Hollywood. Um. Then he should have snitched. He didn't want to be out of gay in his high school. He didn't want to get like milk thrown at him, like that little bullet kid who keeps making the rounds on the internet. Yeah, people acting like it's. I live with little kids. I'm your buddy. I say he uh, getting to go to the Infinity Wars premiere. Yeah, I'm mad. I'm, I was telling somebody like I'm about to make a video. Me talking about how I used to get bullied. Uh-huh. I want to go to I want to go see a premiere of the yeah, Infinity Wars. I eat eat popcorn next to Mark Ruffalo. Dang, lucky. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, so you just gonna get beat up when you get back, bro. <laughs> like, like yeah, we saw that tough talk you was saying in that video. Yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> what about us having to be nice? We don't got to be nice. Sock. Like, why ain't you invite us to the premiere? Sock. Yeah. 
And he was talking about how they were making fun of his nose. His nose ain't even all that crazy. I've seen yeah, crazier I, noses. Yeah, I'm say that. <laughs> the kids is petty. His <laughs> nose wasn't that bad. He didn't look part- like he didn't look weird. Yeah, he didn't look particularly nutty. He sounds like every person from Tennessee. Yeah, <laughs> so they was that's reaching. Like, yeah, that's why. Like, just wanna, they ain't want to just be like that's just mean. Just to be like we want to pick on you. Just picking on you. Yeah, like, we got reach for something. Your nose look kind of funny. They was probably riffing on him in the same voice that he has. Yeah, because they all sound like that. Red. Hillbilly rednecks, Dang. dummies. They don't that, but they gonna be a little scared when you come in with that chopper. Because <laughs> yeah. that's what always happens. <laughs> yeah, that's why I can't bully nobody. Because yeah, I'm afraid of getting shot up. School shooters. I remember when I was in middle school, the weird kid in our class wrote in his book all these different ways that he was gonna kill everybody in class. <laughs> <laughs> Back then, it didn't I'm register. Because <laughs> <laughs> he had somebody get ran over by a bus. Okay. Uh, I forget That's a movie. <laughs> he, he might have been writing a script. <laughs> Maybe he was ahead of his time. All I know is it didn't register with me back then. I was just like, oh, damn, he wild. <laughs> but I should have been running to the principal. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, hey, homeboy, a nutcase. <laughs> like, I think we should, our, our, our school uniform should have bulletproof vests underneath. <laughs> this dude is crazy. Yeah. And he was very pale, dark haired, skinny. He looked oh, like he the typical school shooter. <laughs> he might be Dylan Roof. He might yeah. have moved and <laughs> shot that church up. I don't know. Was his name Dylan? Nah, Dylan Roof sounds like a name. You should be you should pay attention to it as soon as you hear it. I'm like Dylan. Roof? Yeah, Dylan. Yeah. He <laughs> keeps he seemed like he'd shoot one a uh, crossbow. Yeah. <laughs> That's how he get his kills. He seemed like he burns crosses on black people's <laughs> lawns. Uh, anyways, Ryan Singer, you are on punishment, sir. One of the numerous people who keep getting that's outed. Violent. <laughs> that's violent. That's a violent raper. He. Yeah, he thrust his body on the yacht. <laughs> and then bragged about how powerful he was to a 17-year-old boy. Now, I know hindsight is twenty twenty. Brian Singer, <laughs> you <laughs> are disgusting. Now that I was looking at Brian Singer, I was like, he does a little like he uh yeah. likes men a little bit. <laughs> and it's sad because he made Days of Future Past, which was a great movie. He made X Men. He made X Men. Uh, X Men United. Guess you gotta catch one. Now it got me thinking. How did Hugh Jackman get that role? Was it because he was nah, truly talented? Hugh, <laughs> ja- Hugh Jackman don't play that. Put well, pause on him. <laughs> Oh gosh! All right, let's go through the actors in these X Men movies and see how they got. Cyclops, dude, dude, come on, not James Morrison, but the dude that played Ice, uh, Iceman, Helen Bryan Singer. Doesn't he have a twin? That sounds like a fact. Uh, I think he has a twin because I remember thinking about like he has a twin. He did some something. <laughs> Who else is in that? Uh. In the original, Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart, nice nah, to establish. Patrick would have socked him in the face. Yeah. He would have broke his glasses. <laughs> in the originals, you got Jason Watson, Magneto, Hugh Jackman, Sir Ian. That, that's voluntary, though. <laughs> <laughs> that was not no funny business. He he likes him, man. Uh, what about uh? Who's the dude that played Pyro in the f- first series? I have no clue. 
Which movie did he even come in? Was it the second one or was, was it the first one? Or it was, was all hard. It might have been the third one. No, Juggernaut was introduced in the third one. Third one was wild. <laughs> third one was whack. <laughs> That's the one with Kelsey Grammer in it. <laughs> and they brought the beast in and they held him off in the movies because they didn't want to have so many blue characters. I remember reading that. Oh my gosh. Mystique, beast. <laughs> that is terrible. All I know is, Brian Singer, you're gross. You gotta chill, fam. I hope that's See, not how uh, Evan Peters got the road. Yeah, I'm. I'm hoping these are allegations aren't true, but I ain't, I'm gonna take old Caesar Guzman, whatever his name is, for his word. And when you look at Brian Singer now, all I see is a disgusting fella. So <laughs> the damage is kind of already done, and that's sad if it ain't true. But you never know nowadays. So Brian Singer, you are on punishment, sir. Go sit in the corner. I don't know what she is. Sit in the corner and call somebody for help. Cause I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what to say to you to get you, <laughs> get your life and your actions yeah. in order. And you and uh, Kevin Spacey should go make a movie together. Dang. I think that I did read somewhere that Brian Singer said he would be open to working with Kevin Spacey. See, I'm he going. He just wants to dig his grave even worse. Hey, y'all want to go throw uh, Louis C.K. in it? Have Harry Weinstein uh, produce it? Yeah, and Jeffrey Tambor. Come on, Jeffrey. Yeah, say it ain't I ain't so, finished Joe. the rest of development season yet. <laughs> Alright, yeah. So That's probably gonna really put them in a spot where they're like the Raiders gonna cancel it. It's built around him almost his or his family. Yeah, if if they do it, it's definitely the last season. Jeffrey Chamber is single handedly granted it's very hard to get all those actors picked it, down. Yeah, so they might just not even do it. You know what? Just right. just just turn a blind eye. That's what I, <laughs> for the sake of that show, huh? I'm like, we do a, huh? <laughs> like, Jeffrey Tambor did some uh, rapings. Like, uh, like we don't we don't huh? condone it, but we got a contract here. So uh, yeah, it's impossible. We can't. I mean, just like he forced the stuff on them girls, he's forcing us to sh- shoot the show. Dang, <laughs> <laughs> uh, why couldn't uh, that be the part of the show that went dark and not hard? <laughs> <laughs> Not our Chrissy Metz conversation, yeah. if it is the one that got deleted. We'll see. Well, whatever. Anyways, um, what's the next part? The Blu-rays? Uh, no, Rotten Tomatoes segment. <laughs> How long is the summer slot? We had an hour 30. Okay. All right, so at first we weren't going to do Ferdinand because none of us heard of that movie. Didn't even look good. Didn't even look like it was going to be a staple in this movie or Hollywood community or whatever, but clearly it's getting nominated for awards. So, I guess we can go ahead and do it since it still doesn't have a Rotten Tomato score. Wait, was it nominated for Best Animated Movie? I believe so, yeah. Alright, well, so, for Ferdinand, what are you giving... What score are you giving for this movie? I feel like I always do this score but i'm going 73 73 for ferdinand ferdinand reach your potential ferdinand i'm pretty sure that's how the song goes that is it nick jonas who sings it uh-huh or you say 73 percent I'm going to go with, I'm giving this 60. 
He's got John Cena leading the way as his voice acting. <laughs> I gave hate. it a 73 based on it being nominated for an award. Yeah, that's... It just doesn't look like... I guess this, this is the year of whack animated movies. All right, so you give it a 73. I'm going to yeah. go with 60%, so we will resolve that one next time around, I believe. All right, what movie you plan on seeing before the next episode? Uh, Star Wars. Uh, yeah, yo, you might check that out. Okay. Yeah, I may go see uh, this movie called Star Wars. All right, uh, me as well. Oh, I don't want to speak uh, too soon, but your boy got in contact with the Movie Pass individuals. Finally, <laughs> they said I should be getting my uh, access to my car in about a week. So, uh, might be starting the year on the right track. Jesse Tony Owens. Stewart. I don't know what you said. You oh, you said Jesse Owens. <laughs> Bars. Anywho, Franklin. Uh, turtle. Shell. Taco. Mexican. Antonio Banderas. Zoro. Swords. Z's. <laughs> well. <laughs> Where do you hit panic mode? <laughs> you said sword, and my mind was still on Zoro. <laughs> yeah, Zoro got one of them swords. <laughs> uh, so, Yikes. Frightening. So I'm going to probably see... Horror film. Scary movie. Comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie Sheen. Huh? Charlie Sheen is funny. <laughs> I mean, that's not like when you say funny person, that ain't like the first person that's talking about it. Tripping, everybody be like, King Comedy. Charlie Sheen? Ashton Kutcher? <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. I know the funniest per- person on TV right now is Ashton Kutcher. You see Danny Marson? Yeah, he finally <laughs> got fired. <laughs> He got legit rapes. <laughs> nice little firm <laughs> rape cases. These guys are wildin'. <laughs> I can't wait till the Law and Order style movie of all these sexual assault allegations oh, of Hollywood man. comes out. These dudes was really out there just raping. No, uh, <laughs> no second thoughts. Uh, Donald Trump got everybody out here just tripping. Yeeks. Hey, start 2018 on a more, uh, more consensual note, yeah. fellas. Fellers. Gosh. Felonies. All right, I'm going to probably see Star Wars as well. Maybe if I get around to it. I don't know. All right, we got Blue Rays, Blue Rays for this week. We have one this week. It's next week. That is a pretty good week. But for this week, we just have uh, Kingsman, the Golden Circle. I'll put that as a must-own thought it was a great movie wasn't better than the first one but it was still enjoyable and i just like matthew vaughn and what he does with his movies and i like the kingsman franchise so i want to own this joint that's all for this week all right well um guess this has been another episode of the leo b gyllenhaal podcast aka the no listen boys (laughs) 
<laughs> uh, you already know who this is your boy Leo Archibald, aka Young Denzel, aka O'Shea, click clack, blap, blaps in the third, huh. aka Young Caesar Christ, and who else is Baby Nay, Silk Pajamas, Belly Rolling, Nate Yawine, Naker Mayfield, Navion Bell, Naceless Burger, Nantonio Brown, Nabron James, Niall Corver. Oh my gosh. Nayar Smith. Uh, Nevin Love. Uh, who, who else I is? Neff Green. Nanning Fry. Uh, Should I keep going? No, no way. Wait. No way, Counter. Nante Zizik. Uh, Needy Osman. Not Narek Rose. Dang. Not Neman Shumpert. Isaiah Thomas? Soon come. Isaiah Thomas. like a real name. Nathan Thompson. Soon come. Dang. And Rose. Didn't like any of those names. Joaquin Pennysworth, a.k.a. K. Pennysworth, a.k.a. Pusha K. a.k.a. Kayanya. Fix my life, Van Zant. Kai Dolla Sign, Knife Guy, Booking Game. He has an 83 on Rotten Tomatoes right now. Just throw that up there. Young Black Philip, Kayani Taylor Joy, Fossil Benefit Business Side, Terry Hightown. Chorus Code, Joe Shabby K, Station Wagon K, Chadwick Flossman, Cool Breeze, Thug Apatow, Kingpin, The Hibachi Chef, and, uh,. Sweet lady, wow. would you be my sweet, sweet love, love for love for love for? Sweet lady, would you be my my sweet love for a lifetime? And I'll be there when you need me. Just call and receive me. All right, who sucks? Nat Wolf sucks. Jai Courtney sucks. Mm-hmm. Theo James sucks. Theo. Alex Rose sucks. Romney Malco sucks. Chingy sucks. Mm-hmm. Nina Dobrev sucks. Yep. And shout outs to King Ansel, the baby driver. The Golden Globe nominee himself. Nominee. Future Elk Gort winner mm-hmm. when he gets that Emmy. Latin Grammy. Grammy. Oscar, Razzie, and a Tony. He the pair with Pitbull. <laughs> Pitbull had a great assist that just came out. By the I way. know. I believe I put it on my phone because <laughs> I was interested in what he considered his greatest hits. I just looked at the titles and was shocked I didn't notice or know what all those songs was. Greatest hits. You got Give Me Everything, Timber. I was looking for the uh, the rap. Yeah, back in the day when he was with Lil Jon. What was that one song he had? Mm, gasolina? That ain't him. That's a daddy Yankee. Hello, <laughs> Gasolina. I know Pitbull had to be on the remix. <laughs> Pitbull on the remix. Mm. Pitbull. Him and Flo Rider really turned their careers around. Yeah, they're smart. <laughs> they're like, we ain't doing this dirty rap music anymore. <laughs> Gosh. Um. All right, before this turns into a Latin Grammys conversation... <laughs> This has. I was about to redo the whole thing. <laughs> All right, it's time to end it. Yeah. All right, let's end this off with the. Uh, 
Yeah. Whatever you got to say, I'm going to counter it. Nah. Offer. That was whack. 100.